Hello and welcome to Patty's Got Your Six podcast. I'm Patty, along with my forward air controller, my wife, Kathy. Hello. Uh, Kath, can you tell our great listeners out there how they can uh, follow us and or if they have recommendations of uh, people who should be interviewed or if they want to get interviewed? Yep, for sure. Check us out on our website, veteranshelpingheroes.com. And, in, and from there, you can see some past interviews and submit a contact us form with some ideas if, if you have folks you think we should talk to as well. Um, and then don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Veterans Helping Heroes. There we go. Okay. So last week was National Vietnam War Veterans Day. The Vietnam War Veterans Recognition Act of 2017 was signed into law by 45th President Donald J. Trump, designating every March 29th as National Vietnam War Veterans Day. And our first guest is the author of, along with his co-author, Roger A. McGill, author of The Day We Finally Came Back from Vietnam, The Untold Story of Chicago's Welcome Home Parade, it's our honor and privilege to have Harold F. Bain III here. Harold, welcome aboard. Thank you, Patrick and Kathy. So tell us a little bit about your book here. When is it coming out, by the way? The book will be out approximately uh, April 20th, toward the latter end of this month. Okay. Uh, they, uh, they take time. Uh, it's through Amazon, and they get overwhelmed, to tell you the truth, with, with the current publishing uh, uh, scheme uh, as there's so many authors writing books nowadays and Amazon's yes. obviously the, the the good venue to use to uh, move the books through Absolutely. our society. And I love all the Vietnam vets that are writing books. I love it. And uh, the education we get on this end is uh, insurmountable. The book came about, uh, Roger and I spoke for the last couple of years and we decided, and I've known him since 1985, 86, uh, in the planning of the parade itself. And that came about because Tom Stack, who is, uh, was a wonderful uh, veteran, and, uh, and Roger went to the New York City parade in 85, 1985, and they came back to Chicago, and they got an idea, we can do it better. We're not the second city. We're, we're the first city. There you go. And so it came about because of those those two, and then it just blossomed from there. So the New York parade had approximately 25,000 people. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, the Chicago parade, and these are the numbers we got from the city. We had 176,000 marchers Whoa. and half a million people on the sidelines cheering us on. Holy smokes. That must have been impressive. That was, and we got real lucky because June 13th, 1986, about 80-some degrees, early 80s, it was a beautiful day. Right. Uh, started at Navy Pier and uh, walked uh, over to uh, Grand Avenue uh, south, over to uh, 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 downtown, and then straight downtown uh State Street in LaSalle, and uh, it was just an incredible confetti, everything like you mm. see in ticker tape parade. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Who was mayor at the time? Who was the leader? The mayor of Chicago. Oh, 
thank you for mentioning that. Harold Washington, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had the parade without Harold Washington. Yes. Harold was a sergeant in the South Pacific in World War II. Hmm. And he's he 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 put the stamp or the imprimatur on this parade and all the city departments we dealt with uh, in a sense snapped too and gave us tremendous help in uh, whether it was the police or uh, just every department in the city Beautiful. cooperated with us to get this parade accomplished. What year did you come back from Vietnam? I came back from Vietnam on July 13, 1970. I was with the 101st Airborne Division down in Bien Hoa, which is just outside of Saigon, and 400 miles north in Hubei, which is just outside of the old imperial capital of Hue. There you go. What time or what year did you get into Vietnam in country? Uh, I got in July 15, 1969. Oh, boy. So you came back to Chicago, I take it, and, and how was the reaction of, uh, I guess, the civilians, how you came back and... Uh, we were going through the airport, and we didn't get too much reaction at all. But we got, uh, I got home, and uh, my my uh, main goal was uh, I, I, I just, uh, finishing school, getting fin a college finished, and a graduate degree finished. And I accomplished that over time. I went to UIC for undergraduate business at. Uh, uh, from about 71 to 75. What was your major there? Great school. Business. Business. Oh, there you go. It was kind of a, a, a sterile atmosphere at the time, if you remember. The architecture was sterile. They've changed all that subsequently years ago. Um, but it, it was a good place. And in the state of Illinois, if you went to a state-supported institution uh, for veterans, you did not pay. Mm. And well deserved, but where the cost came in was the cost of the fees and the books were onerous. I have to say, at the time. So the As scene they are today, right? The scene on campus was it, was it hostile towards veterans or? I hear stories. No, not from, at all. That's oh, a good, good, good question. I never. I met a number of veterans there. Uh, no, I, I never encountered that at all. Most of the people there were city residents trying to get through school and get a job and move on in, in life. Hmm. So the my understanding, the parade in New York was 85, and I guess the end of Vietnam was considered 1973, if that's correct? Well, the last some of the last major troops were out. It actually ended in 1975. Right, right. Um, so how did you and Roger get together on the concept of writing this book? Well, this is a, a story I like to push out to all your uh, view, uh, viewers uh, and the people who are going to see this or hear this podcast. Uh, about 10 years ago, Roger McGill, Carlos Saladino, and Marty Passarella got together and said, said, hey, let's get some guys together and meet every Tuesday at the Dunkin' Donuts in Niles. Uh, the owner and his family are, are very good friends of ours. They have a huge glass-in section there on Dempster right off of Waukegan. Right, right. We have averaged for the last five years 80 to 85 veterans 
every Tuesday. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Get my business card in there for me. Wow. That's excellent. You, you should. Come on up and, and talk to people. Oh, yeah, you're I'd invited. Love to. I'd love to. You. Thank you. You and Kathy are invited. All uh, right. Get there early because you won't get a seat. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. We also have an Afghani and Iraqi vet that uh, performed a, a variety of roles in both those countries when we were literally at war with them. So it's uh, what we do, uh, we have veteran service officers, as you know, that we need an intermediary between the veteran and the VA in order for the veteran to get the appropriate benefits they're due. Yes. Also to appeal when they need to. And they do outstanding they work. Down. Absolutely. Yes. Turn down. Uh, they're, uh, we also have speakers come in all the time. All the heads of the uh, VA hospitals in the Chicago area, Lovell, uh, Hines, and uh, Jeffy Brown, all have come multiple times to talk to us about about themselves and uh, and the hospitals themselves. And then we get people from all over the place. Uh, I don't know. About a year ago, we had Wayne Mesmer come in, and oh, uh, he, sang, he sang both the national anthem and "God Bless America" and talked to everybody. Nice. Good man. He's a good man, that's for sure. But yeah. we get special, we get special people coming in all the time in the professions and, and and speaking with us. Sometimes we have politicians, but we try to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> Let them make the coffee. There you go. Yeah. So, um, a little more about the book here, uh, Harold. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience and 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 why you why you and uh, Roger wrote the book. My experience in I, I couldn't hear that last sentence. Your experience Sorry. in and uh, Rogers and and why you sat down and said, "Hey, you know what? We should write a book about this." It needed to be told. Uh, you know, here mm-hmm. it is, all these years later, and it's only about half a million of us left of Vietnam veterans. Mm. And uh, we needed to acknowledge all the volunteers who worked that parade, starting with Tom Stack and Roger, who started it, and just hundreds and hundreds of people. And there was a fellow, I think his name's Jeff Harvey, at uh, Jeffries and Company at the Xerox building in the loop, gave us the entire 27th floor because what I would say, it was uncontrolled chaos. No <laughs> cell phones back then, obviously. Sure. We all, we had uh, phones on the desk, and they were ringing all the time. People were around the country were trying to figure out, what do we do? How do we go? How do we get there? When is it? And everything else. We couldn't respond to everybody. Like I said, it was total chaos, uncontrolled chaos. We did get things done. We got 176,000 people marching from uh Navy Pier to downtown Chicago. So we we got that done. We had a lot, a lot of support with the uh, the business community in the city of Chicago. Beautiful, good, including Playboy, by the way. No kidding. Huh. Bonus. Yeah, one of our guys, Mike Carr, was the marketing director for a couple of years, and uh, he got Playboy to donate money to uh, help us out and uh, further our aims at the parade. Beautiful. So people came from all over the country. Everywhere. Australia. Really? Came from Australia, too. In the book, we got pictures. uh, We're still conversing with one of the guys from Australia on a daily basis, Bob Gibson. Uh, We, uh, 
in the book, uh, Bob Gibson and his four or five other Australian vets are pictured in the in the uh, in the, toward the back back part of the book. The uh, there's many photographs in there, uh, mainly black and white. Uh, you know, it's very expensive to publish books. We have a nice deal. I'll get uh, you and your wife a book. They're okay. color uh, the the uh, back and front of the book are color, but the inside is all black and white. It's a matter of trying to save some a few dollars and also trying to get the book published as quickly as possible. Sure. And the book comes out April 20th of 2023. And the book is Correct. The Day We Finally Came Back from Vietnam, The Untold Story of Chicago's Welcome Home Parade. Now, at this parade, you must have been 10 feet tall with pride. That had been I made awesome. a mistake. <laughs> I noticed all, a lot of people wore their old jungle fatigues and jackets or short sleeve shirts or whatever. Right, right. 86 was a different time from here. I had a sport coat and a tie on. <laughs> I was so darn hot. I didn't think I could make it to the parade. By the way, the book is fourteen ninety five. Okay. And then, but, how... uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead with the with the question. Um. So you and Roger sat down and said, "Hey, let's write this book." How did you start? Where you know what was your first step? Well, we had a lot of background material. Roger had a lot. I had a lot. And uh, and towards the back of the book, uh, I wrote a, a three pager on Agent Orange, which is you know the rainbow, all the rainbow herbicide with yep. different colored barrels. Yes. Also, uh, the uh, uh, we left a horrible gas called CF gas at all the air bases and buried it when we left Vietnam. And the thing about Agent Orange, in the encompassing term, is that it was hand sprayed, truck sprayed, and air sprayed throughout all the bases, all the country. It was in the food and water and the air. And it was also in Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, uh, the Philippines, and uh, also on Johnston Island. Wow. Uh, and of course, all the Blue Water Navy, which you know, all the ships was, were coated with it. Hmm. And only in the last year has the uh, Blue Water Navy vets been able to get compensation for their Agent Orange diseases, which there are, by the way, the VA calls them presumptive. And there's 19 of them with each uh, different uh, disease for each of those 19 hmm. that you can claim for disability mm -hmm. so you were in the 101st airborne <clears throat> were you on the ground or were you no i was in two bases at benoit and uh, fubai but uh, i'm suffering because of it oh, I, i'm 100 percent disabled as a, as a because of agent orange oh, bless you. Jeez. and who was the manufacturing of agent orange is it 3m or well here's the story uh, you'll read it in the book when you get it uh, in the late 50s, the German company manufactured it. They found out within a short time the, their, uh, the, the, the chemical makeup of Agent Orange, that their uh, workers and, and the plants were getting very ill, quite ill. And so they uh, kind of backed down on the makeup of the chemical. They sold it to our government and also to, to a couple of chemical companies in the U.S. and. In the early 60s, 
ARPA, which you know now is DARPA, they just changed the D right, in right. front of the A, Defense uh, Advanced uh, Research Project Agency, right. uh, adapted it, and they hired a fellow that's named in the book, and he went to Vietnam, and he used it extensively for years. And the outcome is wow. everybody has it in their system. Yeah. Oh, boy. Boy, oh boy. So, do they name the, the manufacturer of it? I mean, the, the whole concept that was. Yeah, yeah, they did, but I, I didn't name it in the book. I okay. two chemi- I said two chemical companies. Right. Okay. And, and the concept of it was to. Um, to, to, to destroy the foliage, but yeah. it actually destroyed humans. You know, and and I'll also tell you that in Vietnam, in Vietnam, where I where I was at, is the most toxic, one of the most toxic places on earth. And we've spent $300 million in the last 10 years of our money trying to clean up Vietnam. Wow. And then up north in Da Nang, it's about central Vietnam, we spent about 100 to $150 million cleaning up around the air base there. So when did when it become known that Agent Orange was causing all these Vietnam vets to, uh, to become sick? How many years after getting home? It was quite a few years. And uh, uh, there was two professors, a man and a woman at Columbia University, and then there was also an officer, a colonel, who, it was, it's all detailed in the book, who was responsible for bringing this up. And finally, in about 80, 85 or so, uh, they acknowledged it and they started, you could make, uh, the veteran service officer could make claims for the veterans to get compensation. Oh, it seems to be right. quite a leg for these things because now we're finally getting compensation for f- folks who suffered at Camp Lejeune. Same idea years later. More contamination, right. Has the, the VA been taking care of you throughout the you know the beginning of this all? or Very poorly. Oh, That's why you need a veteran service officer. Yeah. Plus, you don't, I don't know if you're going to record this or not, uh, Patrick and Kate, uh, uh, Kathy. But you've seen all the commercials. Yes. There's absolutely no reason for people to take 40% of your disability money. You go to a veteran service officer through an organization like <clears throat> the Vietnam Veterans of More, uh, America, which I belong to. Right. The, the uh, Legion, American Legion, uh, Veterans Foreign Wars, uh, the Purple Heart Organization, the Disabled, Disabled American Veterans Organization, and use their veteran service officers. They're volunteers, and nothing is taken out of your disability payment. You're absolutely right, and I'm uh, I'm 100 percent disabled from Camp Lejeune, and uh, tell you what, it was a a job to get all that going and and uh, you know get what's entitled to you. But boy, oh boy, the red tape you got to jump through. And like you say, those volunteers are the folks at the VAC are right. sure helpful. Right, the VSO, all those guys, they do great work, unbelievable. They do people. fantastic work. They, uh, we had a problem here for a while, for about nine months, and that was resolved. Uh, Roger was working in the office for a long time, and their office was in topsy-turvy condition. And they assigned us a guy in Michigan, uh, Gary Estermeyer, who has done a wonderful job for us. But now they uh, finally got somebody out of Washington, D.C. that's going to take care of us in northern Illinois. Yeah. Just recently, within the last two weeks. Oh, oh, boy. All right. So the book, The Day We Finally Came Back from Vietnam, The Untold Story of Chicago's Welcome Home Parade, 
It's coming out April 20th, 2023. And uh, Harold F. Bain and uh, our good friend of the podcast, Roger uh, McGill, wrote this. And if you're out there listening, uh, let's get a copy and uh, let's spread the word out there about this. Uh, True Amazon at 1495. Uh, and I, uh, I uh, hope you too can uh, talk to Roger, set something up. And come, uh, come uh, visit us, and uh, you, we'll put you on the podium, as we say. No, you won't get me on the podium. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to just be a fly in the wall in the uh, coffee shop there. That's for sure. Roger's been yeah, nothing but helpful to us for uh, um, introducing us to gentlemen like yourself who who have a story, and uh, and we're thankful. And and God bless you, sir, and and thank you for your service. Um, thank you, Patrick and Kathy. Thank you too for your service. Well, it's people like you that made me join. My, uh, you are a Marine, obviously. Yes, sir. Right. Yes. Or are a Marine, I should say. Yes. My late father <laughs> was in the Fourth Division in World War II. Ooh. Made all the landings and was in the first wave at uh, Iwo Jima. Oh boy! Every non-common officer came in with him was killed on the beach. And my father lasted two days before he was seriously wounded. Oh, boy. Wow. Goodness. Wow. That's what well, I, he had eight children, so <laughs> the wound didn't carry over, I guess. There you go. The, uh, the reason I love doing this is the education and just the stories that are out there. And uh, I definitely look forward to having a cup of coffee with you there, uh, Harold. Oh, these guys, you, you'll have a million stories. <laughs> By the way, I have to say something. Sure. COVID came in and uh, it struck us and it no longer felt like an instant national phenomenon. But what, what I'm trying to say is that uh, it came in and we were hit so hard. We had, oh, in the back of the book, I have a list of all the guys, of most of the guys that go to uh, every Tuesday. Okay. But also five of our guys had uh, underlying Agent Orange conditions like we all do. And they were, they passed because of COVID within uh, oh, about a year, a year and a half. Yeah. COVID hit them hard. We had a couple of guys recover, uh, recover but uh, those five guys did not. Oh, boy. Sad. God bless them. All right. We're looking forward to the book coming out April 20th. The day we finally came back from Vietnam, the untold story of Chicago's Welcome Home Parade. Uh, it's by uh, Harold F. Bain III. And uh, Roger A. McGill, and if uh, you're listening out there, pick up a copy, read it, and you know what? Share it. Give it to your uh, your grandkids and let them know what these gentlemen did for our country. So Thank you. Thank Harold, you, Patrick and Kathy. Thank you. God bless you, and uh, we hope to see you at the Dunkin' Donuts and have a cup of coffee with you <laughs> and get some you more go. stories. God bless you, and happy Easter. You too. Thank you, sir. Take care.